0: Cody, it has been a a little while uh, since you and I have sat down in front of a computer with microphones hooked up to it and editing equipment hooked up to said computer (laughs) and microphones. It's sort of an in-between to talk about uh, high school sports. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's been over a year since we started the Rocktown Sports Pod, and uh, we are back after a longer-than-expected hiatus. But, uh, Cody, thank you for joining. And let me just say this right now is you know the the full beard you know when you had the grizzly adams things going that was fine and and folks if you've seen Cody Elliott out in the field now what you're seeing here is a very well trimmed but he looks like something out of a 1950s film noir uh detective uh, show Cody, that, that's some styling and profiling. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not here to talk about his facial hair, unfortunately, because I can go on for hours. Uh, we're here to talk about high school sports, and we will start with high school boys basketball, specifically the Valley District, where you got Harrisburg, Spotswood, and Broadway looking pretty good.
1: Yeah, I think all three t- of those teams are, you know, have legitimate chances of making some noise in the postseason um the valley race was kind of weird this year i think coming into the year everybody kind of expected broadway to be the best team and then spotswood was kind of there and everybody didn't really know what to expect out of harrisonburg and then um, early on in the year, Harrisonburg gets the upset win over Spotswood, and they kind of take control of the district. And they they were in the driver's seat for for a majority of the year um, until last week. Uh, Spotswood avenges that loss with uh, with the win in Penn Laird. So, um, both of those teams currently, you know, w- with one loss, um, and it's looking like it might go that way into the district tournament. Um, and what's interesting about that is the way the district tournament is formatted this year. With Harrisonburg coming back, um, Harrisonburg will serve as the number four seed per se um, despite being the number two um, and so those two teams will actually meet in the second round because of the they, them not wanting the top seed to play someone that could eliminate their chances and and to, to move on to regionals and things like that so um, those two teams are likely to face off in the second round um, despite being probably the two best teams but then you know on the other side of that bracket I think you know Broadway's playing really well right now um, they do lack a little bit of depth with Ben Aldefer now out for the year um, and then you know TA's is a team that they were they were really struggling most of the year and all of a sudden they reeled off four straight wins last week. Um, They're shooting the lights out right now so, um, you know, I think all in all the valley is really kind of wide open there at, at the bottom of that bracket and it'll be fun to kind of see who gets that second regional
0: spot and, and to backtrack while moving forward on our list of things to talk about uh you mentioned harrisonburg who the previous i want to say two or three seasons uh and the regular season then went right on to the region 5d tournament uh this year for the first time and like i said two or three seasons they are back in the valley district tournament even though they are class fifth number class class five and no matter what happens they're still moving on to the region 5d and you alluded to that a little bit how they would be the two seed but they're coming in as a four so as to not screw up uh, any potential seeding for the three school for the class 3c schools how is that working out
1: yeah I mean I think it's probably best for them. I think that they view it as they're not, you know, forced to just practice for a week and a half and, and kind of wait around for games. Um, they get some more games to play. They get competitive games. Obviously, you know, they'll get to play Spotswood, which will be the best. And even on the girls' side, the way it works out, because Spotswood will be the regular season champion. So um, it'll be a double hitter um, next week with Harrisonburg and Spotswood. And um, obviously, I think, you know, it, it's a game that both of them, obviously, for competitive reasons, they want to win. But either way you look at it, you're getting to basically practice and get and get another game in there but the playoffs against you know the two best teams in the area so um I, I think it's it's beneficial for them um i thought you know the past few years you've kind of seen that they've waited so long and they've had such a long layoff that by the time they got to regional play it's usually resulted in, in kind of sloppiness and and not really what we had seen in, in the final few weeks of the season it looked like they had kind of taken a step back so it'll be interesting to see if that kind of helps them this year and, and you know in terms of staying
0: fresh and staying um in sync and, and things like that yeah I, i'm curious how it plays out too because i, I well i don't think you know you know the, the blue streaks are going to want to you know quote unquote tank tank at all by any means uh, could, because the fact was sitting on their behinds and just practicing for a week and a half did ultimately, I think, hurt them once they entered Region Five D play, especially in the latter stretches when they had like a nice regional run. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it got rough that they're that they spent a lot of that time just practicing and sitting. And I'm just curious, is if there's like, as Don Burgess, is, there, is he told you, there's like some balancing act here, or are they, or is their goal just to keep playing straight through?
1: I think they're just going to play, especially the boys. You know, with. The way that they've kind of overachieved this year... Um, you know, I was I was talking to Don last week and, and assistant coach Ted Myers. The last time they had even won a district championship was 2007-2008. So it's been a while. And, and So that district title this year and beating Spotswood, that was Spotswood's first regular season loss in seven or eight years. So yeah. uh, it's been a lot of history that's kind of happened this year. And, and Harrisonburg has taken a lot of pride in that. And they have seven seniors, I believe, and um, a really experienced group. And Deshaun Fields is a guy that he was on that team the last time they reached the state tournament a few years ago with A.C. White and those guys. Um, and he kind of said that that's their goal this year. And obviously it's, it's really tough at the class five level, but they've got enough athletes and, and things like that. I think they've got a serious shot and, um, you know, with them, with them having so many seniors and things like that, and just kind of, um, having that all in attitude, I expect them to, you know, go for the Valley district tournament title and then, um, go from there. I don't think that they're looking at it as, you know, maybe the way we are in terms of as extra practices. I think it's, you know, they want to win the Valley district tournament, um, can kind of solidify themselves as the best team you know whereas right now they could go into the tournament both of them with one loss both of them against each other um you can't really determine who's the champion so i think that's kind of their goal is to go to the tournament and, and you know make their case as being the best team
0: and i'm also kind of curious in terms of gate you know what having your largest school in the valley district back in the in the district tournament is going to do for your gate obviously i think it's going to bring more fans just because of the extra game uh, the extra team and that extra fan base but I'm just curious to see how that's going to turn out any feel for that do you think you're going to see we're going to see a, a, an added turnout that maybe we haven't seen in the past two three years
1: yeah I definitely do especially with you know the, that it helps that Harrisburg's been good this year especially on the boys side um you know that that game last when they met last week um it was, it was a really good crowd and I think it, they've kind of built a little rivalry this year between those two teams and um you know and, and on the girls side you know Harrisburg's one of the better girls teams they're obviously not quite on the level of Spotswood, but um, behind them, I think you know Harrisonburg's. You know, right there with Broadway and TA in terms of being in kind of that second tier. And um, you know, I just think anytime you could add better teams and more teams to the field, it makes it for a more exciting uh, tournament.
0: Solid, solid segue there, Cody, as we call it, quote unquote, in the podcast <laughs> biz. Uh, you mentioned Spotswood girls basketball; they are just dominating.
1: Yeah, I mean they're now I, think, I believe at uh, no 15, surprise fifteen so. yeah fifteen or sixteen straight wins now. Um, it's you know early on there were there were some concerns I guess you could say I don't know who those concerns were expressed by maybe myself but um, they, hint, they hint, didn't hint. they didn't look quite themselves they you could see that they had to face the growing pains of replacing Nikaya Gray and Mary Ruth Shiflet. Um, I thought that it really showed how important those two players were a year ago early on this year because you, they didn't really have um, those leaders and, and those players that were stepping up in that way um now Stephanie Oderkirk and Mackenzie Freeze and and Lexi Bennington Horton have certainly been good leaders um but you had those players like Abby Branner and Madison Fourloins and and Zoli Khalil a freshman coming off the bench um they kind of had to find those other roles. And they've slowly done that throughout the year. And now, um, I mean, they are clicking. I mean, they haven't missed a beat for the last month, month and a half. And, I, you know, looking around the state, and looking at some of the other teams, I mean, it, it's been pretty clear to me that that Spotswood is a team that I think is the favorite to repeat as the state champs. And, um, you know, just Valley District, they've dominated. Um, and looking at the region, it doesn't look like there's many teams in the region that, that are on their level right now. And, um, yeah, I mean, they just – they have everything you want for a team that looks like they could win their second straight
0: and now in the, in the valley district there's another girls team that that, that only has two losses mm-hmm. uh both of those losses have been blowouts at the hands of Spotswood and that's the Tur- a very young Turner Ashby squad i mean what i mean first of all are you surprised with how well they've played this year
1: yeah i mean i think at this point they're just playing with house money i mean they you know they we're a young team. They have no seniors. Um, they've got, you know, four or five juniors and then a lot of sophomores and freshmen. And they kind of surprised everybody early on. I believe it was 11 or 12 in a row they wanted to start the year. They lost to the Spotswood. Then they won, you know, six or seven more, lost to Spotswood again. And then now they've won a few more again. Um, they're a team that, you know, they might not be quite on Spotswood's level in terms of especially because Spotswood has that experience and they've also got the number one player in the, in the state of Virginia right now, Stephanie Oedekirk. Um but they're a team that when you look at the rest of that region, I really do think they have a chance of at least winning one game, um, possibly two. And I think any of that, if they even win one game in the regional playoffs, I think that's like, that's got to be considered a successful year for them, um, for a team that's coming, bringing everybody back. They've got the best JV girls team in the, in the area right now. Um, they've got a good middle school program going again over that area. So um, a lot of – exciting things for the future of that program, but I think, you know, considering that they're sitting at 20 wins already as the regular season comes to a close and um, have a chance to win a regional playoff game or two, I mean,
0: you can't complain with that. Is is this a... Is this a situation where, and we've seen it in the Valley District on the girls side where it's basically been three schools, Spotswood, Broadway, and Turner Ashby, have kind of slid in and out of that top spot over the past seven, eight years where it's, you know, it started with Spotswood, Spotswood got down just a little bit, TA slid in there and became the best, t- best girls team in the area, and then TA kind of fell back a little bit, Spotswood slides back in, then Broadway slides in, and I mean, is this, are, is this continuing that trend? Are we going to look at the, you know Spotswood loses uh, Stephanie Odekirk after this season? Uh, and Mackenzie Freeze, is, is it going to be T.A. and this young T.A. team who's kind of growing up on the court, not off the court, growing up on the court in front of our eyes where they're going to kind of slide into that spot and then they're going to be the dominant team again?
1: Yeah, I think you're definitely seeing it with, with Spotswood and T.A. specifically, I think you're going to see those two teams over the next five, six years really kind of stay um, uh, on top of the district. Um, you know, I don't know enough about Broadway's middle school system and what they have coming up through there, but I, I do know that they're another young team um, who I've kind of thought maybe didn't quite live up to what I thought they were going to be this year in terms of they had a lot of talent with Eliza Loki and Emma Bacon and A.C. Swartz and those girls, and, and they'll all be back again next year. Um, I thought I kind of wanted, wanted to see them take a
0: step forward this year, and they didn't quite take that I think, step. And I think we were on the same page. I think come, after last season and the way they looked at the tail end of the season mm-hmm. and coming into the season and realizing their youth that they had, I, I think you and I are on the same page of that. I think we're expecting a little – uh, a little bit more,
1: yeah. I don't. I won't say I expect them to go twenty and two like TA did, but I did expect them to maybe take that step like TA did, um, and you know, T.A. was fortunately, fortunately able to do that, which kind of, I think, took everyone by surprise. I thought T.A. played well, at the end of last year. I didn't think they were, you know, 20-2 and two level good, um, but you know, clearly they are, and I think that now you know, if Broadway can maybe take a similar step next year, then I think the Valley becomes more exciting, because I do think, you know, Spotswood, would, um, while they, they certainly still have some great talent coming up from the JV system and things like that, um, it's going to hurt and Stephanie Oderkirk and McKenzie-Fries and Lexi Bennington-Horton. I mean, that, that three right there, that, that was arguably the their best three at the end of the year last year um, and now they're back this season so missing those three I think opens up the field a little bit more and I think TA certainly with the the success that they've had this year I think they've got a good chance to kind of step in and maybe uh, make some noise there Uh,
0: let's switch back gears to boys Eastern Mennonite High School the state runners up last year uh, in uh, Virginia Independent Schools Athletic Association Division 3 begins their postseason next week I mean you know they they you know uh, they lost their big gun uh, from last year Zach Hatter mm-hmm. uh what is I mean, how is this postseason looking for the the Flames?
1: Uh, I think they're they're um, proud for another run. I'd be surprised if they're not playing in that same game again this year. Um, they've they've been the number one or number two team uh, in the in the rankings all year um, at the division three level. They were actually number one for most of the season until uh, two weeks ago. Um, they've had some injuries here recently that have kind of derailed them a little bit, and they've they've dropped a few games that maybe they could have won. They've they've lost to some really good teams though, um, division division two and division one teams across the state. Um but yeah, I mean they're they don't know, I don't know who you would kind of point to as their leader like they had in Zach Hatter last year, maybe a V Way Malong a little bit. Um Chance Church is another guy. He's really stepped up his game. Um and then of course Trey Gillenwater came over from TA and he's been big for them all year along with a few others. So they've definitely got the talent. They're they're really fun to watch. They they share the ball really well. They can shoot it shoot it lights out from three point range. Um, you know, as long as they are able to, to you know, get stops defensively, I don't see any reason why they won't be making another run. They, they're the favorite in the VIC, and then once they get to the States, I think they're primed to make another run back to the state championship game.
0: Speaking of another run back to the ch- state championship game, and here's what I love about East Rock is that the East Rock boys don't do it without a bona fide superstar. They j- I see that was just a joke. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah the East Rock boys led by legit, legit, legit Division one prospect uh, Tyler Nickel uh, is just rolling, and and he's got a – you know, you hate the sc- – you hate the, Classified Tyce McNair as 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 quote unquote supporting cast, but I mean, but <laughs> any mean, other team, he's their best player. <laughs> yeah, but, but but he's more yeah. So I mean, he's more like a a, a pippet to 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 Tice, to to uh, Tyler's Jordan, right? I mean, not yeah. to not to age myself with a '90s reference there, but I mean that's and I know it's kind of cheap to, to you know to compare a high school to high school players to NBA players. Well, it's very cheap, but I mean that's probably the best description, right? Oh yeah,
1: no, absolutely. I think that's what's taken East Rock to the next level this year um, we all knew what Tyler Nickel was capable of now don't get me wrong there's been some nights where he is still amazed me you know watching him amazed I think a lot of people you know the, the game at Spotswood I think is one that really stands out where he hit eight threes in the first half finished with 45 points um, you know he has a, he has a a way of in the biggest games and in the biggest moments he steps up and takes over for them and you know th- he has games against stonewall jackson where he might score just 21 and and just kind of go through the motions and, and people think oh okay well he's he's not as good as advertised and then the next night he'll play broadway in a revenge game and, and score 32 in the second half or things like that so he stepped up in the biggest moments but tyson there um, I mean, his all-around numbers have just been silly. I mean, he's averaging probably around 22, 23 points a game now, um, about nine, eight, nine rebounds, six, seven assists, um, three or four steals. I mean, it's just all across the board um, that he's doing this. And his, his, you know, his prospects have really increased throughout the year. He's, he's went from that guy I thought that really had a future at the Division three level to all of a sudden he's got Division two and even some Division One coaches starting to express some interest, and I think that's what's really taking them to the next level. Um, other guys have stepped up: Cooper Keys, Carry Son. Um, he's been good from three point range. I'm going to go out on a limb and say he's a point guard. He he, well, he plays off the ball because of Tice, but okay. But yes, he's he's a guard for sure. Okay. Um, and then uh, you know they've had some other role players step up, but yeah, Tice and the way he's taken his game to a new level has really elevated that team. And again, when you look at their district, um, they've done, they went unbeaten in district play. You look at the region um the second best team in the region right now is buckingham which they faced in football um so we don't know much about them but then it's storage and page county behind them um i don't see east rock really having many problems with either of those two teams and then you know that puts them back in the state tournament um i think the one team that you got to watch once they get there is john marshall um a team that was really really successful at the class three level for the past few years and um they're really, really good, <laughs> and they they are now down in class two. So um, if I don't know when East Rock will face them in the bracket, but that's probably their biggest test. But, yeah, I mean, who would have thought after losing Dalton Jefferson and, and Colin Wigley and, and Isaac Kissling and all those guys from a year ago that that team would be back? But they've got a very serious shot of getting back to the state championship game.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really curious how that's going to roll uh, as this postseason goes on because it's, it's like you said, it's one of those things. It's like after everything you lost last year in – after losing that the last game of the year in the state championship game, to, to, to look this primed and ready uh, once again. I mean, is that a testament to this? I mean, I, I – yeah, obviously, a lot of it is the fact that Tyler Nichol is a fantastic bat, high school basketball player, and Tyce McNair is proving to be a, a, another fantastic basketball high school basketball player, and it's great to have two of those on one team. How much of this, though, is maybe a testament to the program that, that Kerry Keys has built out there, that it's almost like when we talk about the football squad yeah, out of yeah, these that's Rockets, exactly what it's I was just a, say. a Donnie Coleman conveyor belt. He's just cranking this conveyor belt, and players are coming in. Is it the same thing with Kerry? That's what you're seeing now, I think, with with Kerry, is you look you got back about I, I just had a pop-up on my memories
1: uh, this morning was three years ago uh, East Rock played at Lee and, and back then it was the conference 36 championship game and of course that was the year that Lee went down and won the state championship um, but they just barely beat it and that was when Chris Rogers was at East Rock Dalton Jefferson was a sophomore they had Javon Butler um, you know different guys like that so East Rock was right on the cusp that year um, ended up traveling in the quarterfinal round to Amelia and lost um, I was talking to Kerry about that this morning he said that, that one game really kind of threw them off track that year well since then You know, every year they've been at least in the regional championship game or or, or close. And, you know, last year obviously get to the first state championship game. Um, I think that's what you're seeing now. A guy like Tyler is kind of that centerpiece that you build around. But now you've got, you know, all these other guys that really, um, you know, when you have a, a run like they had last year, I think you get more guys willing to invest in the program, guys that are willing to put in the work over the offseason. You know, you look at Cooper Keys as a sophomore, Kyle Evick as a sophomore, Tyler Nichols, as a sophomore. Um, they're, they're a center, Darius Lamb, he's a junior. Um, Xavier Butler, the younger brother of Javon Butler, he's a freshman who's been really playing well at the bench. Um, so they've got a lot of young pieces there that really you just look for the next few years they should be in really good shape, and as long as guys continue to progress, I mean, I, I see no reason why this program isn't you know one of the top in the class two level for the next few years.
0: And what year is Tyler Nickel? Sophomore, <laughs> exactly. and he,
1: he's currently at about uh,
0: I think twelve hundred career points. So, and, and 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 that's the key to all this really is you got this kid for another two years while you while while Kerry Keys just cranking that conveyor belt with more players. Uh, hey, let's talk about wrestling. Which is, a, you know, I mean, you know my love of both, both styles of wrestling. Is that
1: what you miss most about being a sports editor? I do. I do. I
0: do. I, I miss the high school wrestling. I'm also a fan of professional wrestling, or at least the, the, the uh, Attitude Era uh, Raw Nitros, which I've been on a kick with the WWE Network, and I swear, they don't sponsor this. I've been, I'm on, I'm on uh, the wife and I are actually on 1998. I'm introducing her to Attitude Era Monday Night Wars, and it's been a hit, to say the least. But anyway, I digress. Uh, <laughs> going over to Turner Ashby, Class Three wrestling is Jesse Knight going back to back.
1: Yeah, it's hard for me not to pick against Jesse Knight. I mean, he's he's dominated both the district and the region. Um, last week, he pinned his opponent in the first round in every single match he faced. Oh, uh, and the same in the districts, uh, he only wrestled eight matches this year because he had a thumb injury um, at the end of football season. Had surgery. He wrestled eight matches, went eight and zero. Hasn't lost in the district or the regionals, obviously um yeah i mean he's just he's rolling he, he looks every bit the part of a division one wrestler um and then obviously i think the other one is zach hartman at spotswood is the one that we think has a chance this year um the district was really tough this year with with, with um you know three three guys that are probably three of the top four in the state um then last week at regionals he, he beats the guy uh jesse earhart from broadway um so you know really I think he's got a good shot now that he got through both the district and the regionals. Now, but, you know, with that being said, those same guys are going to be at state, so you always worry about a slip up, but, um, he kind of struggled early in the year, had some losses that he said kind of motivated him, and then as he's gotten through the year, he feels like he's gotten more healthy and things like that. Now he seems to be at his peak, and he's a guy in his senior year, um, that's really the only thing he hasn't accomplished at this point, so. You know, I expect him to kind of put on his best performance, and um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him come out of there. But then, um, really, all in all, there's there's quite a few. I mean, we've got, I think in total we've got about. Ten or twelve um, from the city county at the class three level. Then um, obviously this weekend, region five D and region two B will both um, have some guys. Antoine Washington is another guy from Harrisonburg at two twenty. Um, he's kind of slowly progressed and now um, you know he's wrestling really well and, and he's kind of a guy that I think is under the radar, but has a chance to, if not
0: you know, win a state championship, at least get up on the podium uh i in region 3 or excuse me in, in class 3 any 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 team titles in play or is that just not going to happen yeah not this year i think you know not quite in the city county but rockbridge
1: county is a team that's up there um they won the valley and the uh uh region 3 c titles um they've just barely edged Wilson Memorial last week, which is kind of surprising. I was surprised that Wilson fared that well. Um, Spotswood was a team I thought coming into the year had a chance at having a really good year in terms of team success. Um, they had a, kind of a disappointing showing as a team. They still had some individual success, but they had, kind of had a disappointing showing as a team at the district. And then um, last week they did finish fifth at, at Region 3C, but um, obviously not not good enough quite to get a, a state title. But yeah, they've probably been the best team overall. And, and yeah, they're not quite on the state
0: state level yet though well cody uh man they just keep that beard going it's it's, <laughs> it's exqu- do you have a trimmer do you set it like two? how does as someone who as as hey, playoff as,
1: basketball is about to start I well won't, i won't have time to shave anymore as so. the lo-
0: as the lone italian on the face of the planet who cannot grow facial hair explain to this man cody me how, how that works what's the care involved is there lotions or the oils no, no, no lotions you just you just take a, a trimmer and put a you know put a two blade on it and and Get a tan. Oh, I'm so jelly. Uh, Cody, thanks for <laughs> joining us. We will have the Rocktown Sports Pod next week, we promise. And we'll talk a little bit more about uh, postseason basketball. We'll maybe touch a little bit more on wrestling and whatever else tickles uh, Cody's fancy. Uh, but, Cody, you follow him on Twitter. Cody underscore DNR Sports, right? Yes. And in, well, what's the sports? See, look at me. I'm so far removed. What's the sports account again? It's DNR uh, uh, DNR sports. DNR is it underscore sports? Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll put it somewhere. VNR sports. <laughs> y'all, if y'all are grown adults. You can figure it out there. But thanks, guys, for joining us. Cody, have a safe week traveling. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, man.